Okay, do you want to speak a bit into that microphone? Hey, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Good morning, Vietnam! First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? Can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change? No, I don't go to the movies much. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So what's your podcast about? Um, the movies. We want to say, we want to introduce and say hello to you guys because this is the first episode of Popcorn Boys. With a Z. With a Z. Or a Z. Yeah. Uh, Popcorn Boys, yeah, that's it. We both, we decided on Popcorn Boys in the, at the start of the last episode. And uh, then we were like, yeah, it's a pretty good name. And then as soon as we committed to it, now we're both like, oh. Is this the dumbest name ever? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you won't be around tonight for the kids. Uh, trick-or-treating. Yeah. I won't be trick-or-treating. I've got a gig in uh, Cherry Comedy this well, evening. Will anyone in the household be present? Uh, yeah, that will be, we'll be present, yeah. We'll be what? handing out some sweets. What treats are you going for? Oh, honestly, probably just go to Lidl and get a big bag of sweets. Mm, and, okay. and just have it there by the door. Mm. I also have some cookies, some peanut butter cookies, which you tried. Do you think we could give that to them? I feel like make like giving out homemade things mm. is always a bit suspect. I, I remember you would get, sometimes you get a baked treat in the trick-or-treat bag and it would always just crumble to yeah, dust yeah, yeah. and it'd be, you'd have all your sweets and then there'd just be this crumbly yeah, dust yeah. at the bottom. And I'd like other kids to experience that. So mm, I'd, I'd love to make a, you know, I feel like the, the trick-or-treat bag, it's like when you make, like when you mix all the paints together and it goes brown, mm. like if you, like the trick-or-treat bag always had a very distinct smell. Like yeah. no matter what was in it, <laughs> it, would, it was like there was a bit of kind of rotting fruit, but mixed with a lot of sweet stuff. <laughs> and then there's always like bits of crisps and shit in there. Yeah. But crumble, it was, it was kind of like bag. one of those things. It's like, it's like, I find like the smell of cow shit. It's like not a nice smell, but there is a certain nostalgic <laughs> thing to it for me for going to the country when I was younger. So if I could get like a scented candle that was like week old, Trick or, trick treat, or treat, bag. treat bag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice, like just whack a movie on and get that smell going. We, man, when we start doing merch, we could get that trick or treat bag, trick or treat bag. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what was the standard stuff? Did you, did you have a, a, like any like old people would give you what oranges and apples and yeah, nuts and nuts? Yeah, that's so. Was there at any point was that a good thing? I mean, maybe like during World War Two, when there was like <laughs> yeah. rationing happening. If you got an orange, you'd probably be pretty chuffed with it. Imagine. I got a fucking orange, man. Yeah. Oh my God. He gave me nuts. Um, but now we, so we've just moved to, well, not just, but we've moved to a new street and there's a lot of kids on the street. Mm-hmm. And we were like, fuck, we got to like yeah, impress these kids. Like, mm-hmm. We don't want them to think we're shit. So we got bags of Banshee Bones and Crunchies, which I think is like, a, that's a pretty good. Oh, that's solid. Yeah. yeah. And did you, you obviously the marathon was on um, yesterday. Mm. Did, were you able to dip into the same food to give to the marathon runners? Did you hand out some Banshee Bones? When I, didn't, were running past? I didn't hand out anything. I danced quite a lot. There's a man beside me, um, a man and his partner dancing like quite intensely for the whole we were standing out there for like an hour and he was fully dancing and in a full sweat at first i was like is this guy actually like out of it but yeah. then at times i saw him inter inter what am i saying interacting with people okay and uh he actually seemed normal i think he was just pumped like i got the feeling maybe he was like a runner who wasn't able to partake so we just really mm. wanted but he had quite an infectious energy and but then i was like dancing a lot and it, then it, it was good but it sounds like he was if he was a runner and he wasn't able to part- participate 
sounds like he was almost running a marathon anyway on the spot. I did say that to, to I was with Emer and Eileen and I said like he was dancing so much, like he was kind of just jumping up and down mm. and sweating so much. He probably was burning roughly the same amount of calories <laughs> as running the marathon. But it was nice. Like it was yeah. a good, it was, I, like it's beautiful to see that. And people really yeah. liked it. Like pe- when people would run by and they'd kind of do a little dance as well. Ah, that's It good. was so good, man. The marathon is just. Have we committed to doing it again? Me and Mark have run uh, two Dublin marathons together. For those who don't know, mm. uh, we don't. I think we, we talk about it, but we don't talk about it enough. I think we should talk about it we, more. I actually do think we need to start talking about it more. I think it, like it, it, that's my New Year's resolution next year is to talk about the fact that I've done two marathons more. I need to talk about mm. it more. I, I, it would actually, I know we've just changed the picture for, mm. but it would maybe be worthwhile taking another picture where we have the, our medals on. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we need a yeah. new logo, which is marathon based. I think, no, I think like... I was kind of being like, oh, I wouldn't mind doing it again just because I've been, I've just been feeling pretty lazy recently. And yeah. I think like just having something like that where you have to, you have to do it. Like, otherwise, yeah. like if you don't train for it, you just won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, then the other day I woke up a little bit hungover, but the marathon goes like, like literally like 50 meters from my house. It mm-hmm. goes by and I went out and I just like, I brought my cup of coffee with me and uh, I like drinking inside cups outside. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fun thing. And then yeah. I was drinking my inside cup and just everyone was running by and everyone was clapping and cheering and everyone was mm. so happy and there was like music playing and I was just like, fuck. Were you emotional? It's, it's, it's they are heroes. Like they are heroes. heroes. They're yeah, real life yeah. heroes. But it's just such an uplifting thing. Didn't you say someone walked into the pub uh, with their medal on? Yeah, in um, the Royal Oak. Yeah. <laughs> someone walked into the pub and then everyone in the pub applauded them. It was so good. <laughs> I love that. But it's like they're they're doing a hard thing, like essentially for no reason, you know. Like, I think I think the marathon just really suits the Irish. Like Irish people are so willing to cheer people on and stuff. It really suits Irish people a lot. Um, but anyway, back to uh, back to films and movies and stuff like that. Uh, part of the Bram Stoker Halloween spooky special. Uh, that's not what it's called. It's just called the Bram Stoker Festival. Um, who I was t- I was talking to two friends and they were talking about Bram Stoker, and they were like, they're like Bram Stoker. You know, Dublin doesn't make a big enough deal about Bram Stoker. Like he literally wrote Dracula, and you know, we don't talk about that enough. And it's like there's literally. There's a Bram Stoker festival. Yeah, like every year. Every for like year. Four days. People talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, no, I can kind of see that though. Like, no. Uh, they could. We could talk about it more. Let's t- okay. Let's start talking about Bram Stoker a bit more. Um, but anyway, uh, poor your poor darling Emer um was struck down by yeah was struck down by coconut virus yeah and so I got a free ticket to mm, we had a little date we had a little date lined up yeah. And then she got uh, SARS-CoV-2, and then I had to invite you. Yeah. It was very nice, and we had a nice kiss at the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> but we went to see Nosferatu uh, in the Pepper Canister, uh, F.W. Murnau's Nosferatu, and there was a live band, and there was, like, red lights. It was very cool. And it was in a church, and yeah. it was really good. Yeah, it was good. Like, I, I, I haven't been to the Pepper Canister in years. Mm. Um, like, maybe eight or nine years I don't, you're looking at me as if i know when the last time you were in the pepper canister yeah, was. <laughs> i don't know but uh it was such a cool atmosphere to watch a film in mm. especially that one like yeah uh, because a lot, i feel like a lot of that movie is like spooky shadows on the walls and stuff yeah and then there was actually also spooky shadows on the walls of the church as well just because of how the lights were oriented yeah like the musicians their shadows were kind of like projected up onto the mm-hmm. onto the ceiling of the church that was cool i'd never seen nosferatu before you yeah. had those, those who don't know nosferatu is i think it's like what the iconic 
horror movie. One of the, yeah, like, the first of. ones. It's a 1922 German film um, based on Dracula. What's the funny thing about it is it like they didn't get the rights for Dracula. They just made it and like changed a couple of the names. And then um, and then Bram Stoker's like wife, his widow, found out about it and sued them. And the company that made it had to go bankrupt. And she got all the copies of the film and destroyed them. Mm. And the only they only managed to like piece together the film through a load of different negatives that they got from different. And actually the start of the film that we saw had... They actually had all the like information of how they managed to reconstruct yeah, yeah. the film. Um, so who made this effort to restore it then? Uh, I think it was the Cinematheque in fa- uh, France. They're usually right. the people who... Uh, F.W. Murnau went on to Hollywood. He made Sunrise. He made a lot of really big movies and he mm. uh, w- became a big name. So they, I think they probably would have tried to find all the films that he'd done. And uh, I'd say it was okay. probably like, you know, people knew it was a big movie. Yeah. It was yeah. a great film. And it is. It's so creepy. It's mad. The amount of, I don't know, tro- tropes that are in that, that you still see today. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, to, yeah. The things that happen in it, you're like, wow, that's like the exact same as, as mm, yeah. a lot of horror movies that you see these days. Yeah. I kept thinking about it after because that whole, like, what, what, what is that? 1700s or something? When was it set? It was, I think it was set in the 1800s. Oh yeah. Okay. Early 1800s. <laughs> but like, I was like, I really want to watch a film that's set in that period. Cause I kept thinking about it. I was actually afterwards. Yeah. Where was I going? Oh, no, it was the next day I was walking by a pub and they had like flame torches outside and it's kind of lighting up the walls. And I was like, oh, it's making me think about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like old spooky, spooky stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was you can see how it's so influential, like so much of the stuff in it. I can't even think of any examples, but just the way you kind of there were some around. shots that were also class. Like remember the shot where it, it was approaching the boat, the camera was approaching the boat mm. and the boat was just on its own. I was like, how the fuck were they doing this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're able to like go straight in on a boat and everything like that. Mm. Like there was some fairly impressive, even though like everything is obviously on sticks and it's everything's still, there's no movement to the camera or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's like, yeah, like the lighting is all very, it's very, sometimes you can't see a lot of the screen and everything like that. Yeah. But like the acting is class. The lad who plays uh, Nosferatu, he's like, he he seems so thin and then his head is so creepy. And then, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's so tall as well. The guy who plays Knuck, the little, the little uh, weasel guy. Yeah. He's like the, he's so many, he's like a worm tongue or uh, one of those kind of characters from Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, he seems, he seemed like extremely familiar. Like all the characters kind of did yeah. in it, you know? Little, little fucking sidekick. Uh, Minion. horrible minion fucker yeah um, that guy i would say to be honest though like uh, one thing i thought was interesting was, it was it's a silent movie mm. and it's amazing how like they obviously kind of overact everything yeah but it's like they'll show you like the first sentence in a piece of dialogue mm. and then based on how they act you can kind of they they sh- there's way less dialogue text pop-ups than i w- would have anticipated yeah yeah but you don't need that many no you don't because you're like oh he's saying this and now he's saying this and he's oh, you can just kind of take from it what they're saying which i thought yeah. was pretty cool i think you don't i mean yeah when you watch sign of films you're like wow all i actually need to know in any scene is just w- which character is happy and which one's sad <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like all i really need to know yeah. like it, uh, you know one guy is like like doing big smiles and go and jumping around the room and you're like okay so he's happy and then his mm. wife is like looking out the window and a single tear is falling down your cheek and it's like oh so she's sad yeah yeah, yeah. She's and then not that's happy. all i need to know and so she's he's happy about the situation she's sad about it yeah you don't really need much dialogue no but i, w- <laughs> I would overrated. say like we saw that in the pepper canister with a live band very atmospheric you know it's nearly halloween uh well it, it is halloween now but it was nearly halloween and mm-hmm. uh 
But would I have got through that whole thing watching it on at home on TV? Doubt it. No. I don't know. I don't think I have the attention span to watch no, that kind of stuff. No, no, because uh, uh, Ryan, uh, my friend, was messaging me afterwards saying, like, what were you doing? I was like, oh, watching Nosferatu. And he's like, oh, is that good? Is it any good? And I was like, yeah, it's good. But, like, I'm not going to recommend you turn yeah, it yeah, on because yeah. I know you'd fucking just sit there and go, like, ah, this is a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, I think, I think maybe, like, 1945 mm. is, like, the 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 point any earlier than that, it's too old. Don't watch it. What about but what about like Hollywood sound films from the Hollywood era? They're kind of there's some good ones then. Like what? I'd say nineteen. Uh, maybe not. Isn't like when's Singing in the Rain? That's it's not that old. Singing Singing in the Rain. When's Singing in the Rain? I don't know. Let's go Singing in the Rain. Singing. Well, like- like the first Godzilla that came out. In okay, like, Singing in the Rain is nineteen fifty two. Yeah. Okay, nineteen fifties onwards. Anything before no, that is, is the first trash. Godzilla. I think came out in like nineteen forty seven, and that's pretty good. Okay, so nineteen forty five. That's why I said forty five. Also, yeah, you were World right. War Two. World War Two ended. Perfect. And, and then they were yeah. like, let's start. And everybody good was movies. happy after that, and they have been since. Yeah. Um, and it's great. And every movie that's come out since then has been excellent. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of the films before then, trash. All the films after that, brilliant. On the on the topic of trash films, actually, the uh, well, there's there's two ways we can enter this topic, but mm. Kermoda Mayo's the new podcast, n- not new podcast, but their horror film top, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. They uh, what what did they have in the final? They got people to vote on yeah, the so best this horror is, films uh, of all time. So we're, we're yeah, we're kind of interested in finding out what the best horror film of all time is. And a podcast that we listen to and are very influenced by is yeah. uh, Kermode and Mayo's Take, which is really, really good. If you want to hear it, two people who actually know about film, talk about film. But they have been doing a basically a, a competition on what is the best horror movie of all time. And they've had uh, rounds and rounds and rounds. Some of the films they've had, like The Omen, The Exorcist, mm. uh, Jaws, um, The Shining, Alien, all these different films. And uh, they got to the semi-final. The two semi-finals were The Shining versus Alien. Alien won 63.5% to 36.5%. And then the Jaws beat the thing. And then the final is uh, coming out. But I think the final will be Jaws versus Alien. And I think Alien's going to win. That's... I do... Like, I know we spoke about this before. Mm. And I was like, yeah, fair. They're two good movies. But it's actually funny, like... When you think of like horror film as a genre, mm. like Jaws and Alien wouldn't be the first two no. films to come to mind. They yeah, are horror funny. films. Like I'm convinced yeah. now that Jaws is. Yeah. Like after I was originally debating whether or not Jaws is a horror movie, and then I just thought if it was nighttime, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, it's a horror film. Yeah, exactly. But it's just all during the day, mm-hmm. so it's not as scary. But uh, it is weird. Like Alien, I think is one of the best films ever. Like I'm obsessed with it. But and mm. Jaws is. But it's interesting that that's how it ended up. The, we got the Popcorn Boys fan base to vote on what they thought the best uh, horror films of all time. Uh, to be fair, Instagram only get, lets you choose like four or five films. So you already had to whittle it down quite so already, I, I just chose. I got to choose. So uh, I chose and they ranked the number one horror film to be The Shining, which I think fair. is, I think that's, I think we we're, we know better. Mm, yeah. that's, the, that's the best one, isn't it? I think so. I haven't watched it in a long time, but yeah, it's a good one. It's yeah, it's 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 the best one. It's the best one. There we go. It's the best one. Um, um also on ranking, do you have do you have it loaded up the Guardian's top was it every Steven Spielberg film ever right ranked? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um oh just we have also some listener suggestions on what they think the best uh 
the best horror film of go all on, time. Go on, hit me with that. So Terry Toner from What's So Great About It podcast that we did uh, a few weeks ago says that John Carpenter's um, The Thing is the best and creepiest film that he's made. Mm. Um, Keith David is the man and a snow-capped Kurt Russell. And then I think he's written more, but unfortunately Instagram has cut him off. Uh, mm. So um, there you go. Caffrey Davidson says Die Hard. What? Yeah, that's. I just wanted to mention that's Caffrey. What are you talking about? Yeah, don't mess us again. Yeah, is there? Can we? Is there a block? Can we block Caffrey? Yeah, we can block her. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, we won't block you. But that's a terrible suggestion. Um, you can block us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So speaking of Jaws, we have a list of what was it? The Guardian did it. Was it bloody Peter Bradshaw? No, it wasn't Peter Bradshaw. Well, couldn't it? Could have been though, couldn't it? The Guardian's fucking shite. When it comes to film, they yeah. don't know what they're talking about. Oh, God, they're fools. So these are all Steven Spielberg's films ranked. Uh, Mark is an absolute Steven Spielberg Yeah, I'm a fanatic. Fanboy? Well, like, let's have a look. Let's see. Okay, 33, the last place, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Christmas Cult. Fair. That That's film's fair. shite. Yeah. 32, Hook. I have a nostalgic attachment to that movie, but Hook is, I, think I can't vouch for its right. quality. Um, some no- notable ones. Terminal, The Terminal 27. I love The Terminal. I've never seen it. The Terminal is great. Uh, Jurassic Park The Lost World 26 That's a joke I love that movie so much (laughs) (laughs) Not commonly thought of as good But I think it is a good piece of film Uh, The Adventures of Tintin at 22 I love The Adventures of Tintin But I know that I'm one of five people Who like that movie Mm. There's no way that should be You know Like ahead of fucking Some Indiana Jones films Um, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade Is 19 and then ahead of it is The Post. I've never even heard of that. The Post is shit. I've never seen and it. And Indiana Jones is amazing. War of the Worlds. God. War of the Worlds is at 15. I forget, I didn't even know he made that. I saw it. I remember that was the first time I was ever in the cinema and I was like, oof, this film is, the volume here is so loud I might have to leave. Wait, that film was made in 2005. That wasn't the first time you were you were in a cinema. No, it was the first time where I was ever alarmed by the volume of a cinema. Oh, sorry. I thought it was the first time you were in a cinema. Yeah, I never went. Um, <laughs> and then West Side Story, that film that came out last year, the musical, is in at 14. Oh. There's a bit of what a mad f- one. And then Catch- here's the one that really... Uh, Jurassic Park, 13. It, is that like... Is that a fucking sick joke? Like, what the hell is that about? <laughs> 13, and then after Jurassic Park, fucking Catch Me If You Can. Who fucking cares about Catch Me If no, You Can? No, Catch Me If You Can is class, but no. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. It's Who terrible. Cares? Jurassic Park 13, Bridge of Spies. What else do we have ahead of this? Minority Report is in at 10, which it's, is crazy. Shindler's, and then I think I think from then on, it's 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 right. A, no, fuck off. I AI. Think, AI at number seven. Who cares about that film? Yeah, that's true. What's that little actor's name, that little kid? He's in... Um, the one where Bruce Willis is dead in it. <laughs> the Sixth uh, Sense. Co- co- something with this. He was one of those kid actors. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, okay. Jurassic we're, Park. Do you know who's a good actor? Whoever plays fucking Tim from Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> the top five, I think, is fair enough. Raiders of a Lost Ark 5, Close mm. Encounters of Third Kind 4, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom 3, Jaws 2, and then E.T. 1. E.T. 1, fair. Like, that I is think, fair, but I do think it's a bit of a fucking... Like, what would your top five be? Move one of those Indiana Joneses to number six. Okay. And then put Jurassic Park in the top five. At least. Okay. Have the respect to do that. <laughs> <laughs> at the very, but you know, it's so weird, right? So the Guardian, look, look, would you believe, right? Within a week, the Guardian wrote this article and then they wrote this article. 
Steely Dan's top 20 greatest songs ranked. It's like they were trying to write stuff to piss me off. <laughs> that that Steely Dan song, obviously I'm not going to talk about it now because no one cares, but that Steely Dan list is an utter disgrace. It's clearly, it's clearly fucking written by someone who has never listened to them. They just read the fucking tracks in the back and they're like, oh, I'm going to throw in a few track eights and track nines to seem fucking edgy or something. And then the rest is just fucking the first track off all the albums. It's a total another joke. That's one for the Steely Dan fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in, I actually, I actually have a Steely Dan group on WhatsApp. And, uh, but it's just you. Is no, it the one where you send messages to yourself? No, it's got three people in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, are we going to review any movies today? Or Yeah, let's review some movies. So uh, the first movie that we're going to review is the much anticipated Banshees of Inish Aaron. I keep just saying the Banshees of Inish Man. Do you, what do you I say? I keep saying Banshees of the Western World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good, you know, that's actually very smart because I think it's very influenced by Singe. Isn't it Singe who wrote that play? Playboy? Playboys of the Western World. Yeah. Playboy. Playboy uh, of the Western World. Or is it Casey? It's O'Casey. Casey. But anyway, he's obviously very influenced by uh, Martin McDonough who made the movie. Anyway. Um, he's influenced by both of them. He's influenced by both of them. Yeah. And like you said, he's very clearly a very influenced by Singe or O'Casey. Casey. He's influenced by both. He is definitely. <laughs> he definitely is. Like his plays are. Uh, what? Is that a Baraka you're having there? It's not Baraka. It's just like. Do you know the um the Lidl Baraka or something? I guess it's the Lidl Baraka. It's just those tap the the orange things that dissolve in um in water. Mm, they mm. used to have a lot as a kid. Uh, but Roy Morgan really into them, and I've gotten really into them now. I, I like putting the putting the tablet in the water and watching it fizz. Have you ever put the tablet just directement dans la bouche? No, no. It's a, it's a wild ride. <laughs> Foam start coming out your ears. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fun Halloween prank. My eyes. That'd be so funny if you gave kids like loads of bags of baracas. <laughs> And then the kids are just stuffing them in their gobs and then it would be fucking foam city. Mom! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's Lack Isle of Innisfree. Uh, so I went to see this film with Rory last Monday and this is what I thought. Hey, so I just watched The Banshees of Innisfree, which is the new Martin McDonough film that everyone's been talking about, uh, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. The first time those three have made a film since In Bruges, which was, I don't know how many years ago, but seems like quite a while. And I thought that was a really, really good movie. So I was very excited to see this one. Even though I'm a huge fan of all Martin McDonough's films, I thought Bruges was class. And I really like Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell together. So this film basically is set on an imaginary island off the west coast of Ireland called Inish Erin. has two friends, Colm and Podrick, uh, who are, you know, they're, they're friends who just like to shite talk and, um, and they you just go to the pub and chat and stuff like that. Colm is a sort of artistic fiddle player who has notions you'd almost say and then Podrick is this which is played by Colin Farrell the other guys Brendan Gleeson Colin and Brendan Gleeson is kind of Podrick's kind of like a, a sort of a village duncey kind of character he's a simple man you might say you know that phrase a simple man he likes the simple pleasures in life and he's a nice guy as he says himself in the film basically Podrick goes to Colin's house one day as he always does and Colin says he doesn't want to be friends with him anymore he says I don't like you no more and that sets off what this plot of this film is, which is essentially it's a breakup movie. It's a breakup of a relationship. Um, two people who were quite close, now their relationship is breaking apart. And, uh, you know, Patrick doesn't understand it. He tries to kind of appeal to Con and say, like, what's going on? Explain this to me more. And it finally reaches uh, the, the sort of crux at the start of the film uh, when Con says, if you try and talk to me anymore i'm going to chop off one of my fingers anytime you try to do that and that 
is is kind of like the, the how that the relationship starts to really crumble and dissemble and it's a really really funny film it's really really dramatic it's really nice it's very well acted but it does kind of highlight it has the backdrop of the civil war happening in ireland it's ireland in the 20s and, and and that kind of serves as a metaphor for how even you know families fighting against families how relationships can completely uh you know get destroyed and people can start go at each other's throats and while it's like a really really funny film and and there's lots and lots of laughs in the cinema it's also very very tragic and felt very sad when the film ended uh like kind of a hopeless despair uh but it's also really really good and there's the unbelievables you know that that comedy duo there in it and uh, barry keown's in it and um again the, the two main guys are brilliant in it so really really good film uh very much enjoyed ah yeah sounds good yeah yeah i was wondering the whole time i was watching it i was like would mark like this mm. do you like in bruges mm, i certainly would never watch it again yeah i'm not sure it's your type of film and um my, it might be it's a very do you know what type of film it is it's the kind of film that um an english teacher would like Mm, it's I that see. kind of film I think well, but it is entertaining it's funny it, it's very funny and perhaps in Bruges is funny Ray Fiennes is in it he's funny yeah yeah it's uh, fucking it's like a fucking fairy tale yeah yeah, yeah. keeps saying what that. was he he's like why do you keep talking about alcoves you know <laughs> it? Um, but no I, I would say that sounds good but I am I remember re-watching in Bruges like years after it first came out mm. when I was like in my early 20s and being like oh the humour in this I actually find a bit cringe mm. and i would wonder like i don't know if that humor would really do it for me anymore i think it's it's, it's very like play like his films always have like really good dialogue but you can always mm. tell it's someone who's written a lot of plays he's a playwright and this film definitely has that one thing one thing that i really liked uh was like yeah the dialogue and the acting and like the scenery it looks really really nice but like he definitely has makes no attempt to make it look like it's not accurate it's not accurate to it's yeah, an yeah. imaginary island and like they all you know, we know that living in, on those islands was like a very hard life. It yeah, was a yeah, hard yeah. life. You had to do tough. a lot of work. You know, it was tough. I remember Neil's telling me about uh, three brothers. He, he had a, a friend whose uncle was, were three brothers who lived on one of the islands off the coast of Donegal. Mm -hmm. And they would like eat porridge in the morning and then like all their leftover porridge, they would like pour into this drawer. Um, and then they, and it was like the porridge drawer. And then it, it would harden and then they'd cut that up uh, into bars and they would eat that for lunch. And oh, then man. they would have potatoes and like soda bread for dinner. And they uh, just work the whole fucking time. And they didn't have electricity or anything like that. They just yeah, like, yeah. sit in the fucking, or they like, just go to bed when it got dark. And this doesn't, this, this literally makes, this film, you watch this film and no one seems to be doing any work at all. Uh, yeah. Like Colin Farrell is supposedly some sort of dairy farmer, but all he seems to do is like, have to bring his cows from one part of the field to another part of the field. And then he goes to the pub. Mm -hmm. He goes to the pub every day, seemingly at like one in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, with his friend Colm, who's a fiddle player, who doesn't do any, who has no discernible occupation, yeah. except like making tunes. And like they live on this like, what well, a place we know is very difficult, but well, everyone's very healthy and doing well. And the, and like, you know, it just is, it's a, it really not a very accurate it's portrayal the of, opposite um, of the field. It's the, yeah, it's the opposite of the field, but it's funny because he uses real elements. Like he uses Ireland in the twenties. Uh, there's a civil war going on, a lot of real things. But then I'm like, yeah, this yeah. isn't what it was like, you know? Yeah, but you know, it's it's a it's a fictional island. It's a yeah. fictional it's a fictional universe that it's set in. You know, 
yeah. don't think it has to be all doom and gloom. No, it didn't. It didn't stop. It, it didn't stop me enjoying the film. I just. I mean, it's just something to note. I mm. guess it's not a big deal at all. I don't care. Mm. I didn't. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the historical accuracy isn't going to take away from your enjoyment of. Yeah. Do you know my mum's a tour guide, and sometimes we'll be watching like movies and stuff. We watch a mm. lot of historical dramas together, and she'll just be like, "That isn't even the right century." <laughs> and that kind of thing you know what was that film called where it was like christopher walken and all those other yanks pretending to be irish people the the green the emerald the fucking go on let's get the it paddy. up let's have it let's have a listen to the trailer the it's paddy in the field the paddy in the field uh mm. it's called bridget and thomas and uh, and and the big uh, bowl of porridge. What was it at the end though? Didn't didn't like I actually can't remember. Spoiler alert! No, not spoiler alert. Fuck that film. But it Wild Wild, Wild Mountain Time. No, that's the new Lindsay Lohan film, is it not? No, no, Wild Mountain Time is the name of it. What's the new Lindsay Lohan one that's being recorded? I right don't know, now? but let's have a listen to Wild Mountain Time. There, this okay. is all, this is always good crack. Welcome to Ireland. <laughs> Fuck. Time. Wait, is this actually farms. the trailer? Yeah. The Muldoon farm where Rosemary lived, and right down the road was my farm, where Jesus. my son Anthony asked his lonely question of the stars. Why did you make me so? Rosemary Muldoon. Yeah! He's <laughs> 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 so Rosemary Muldoon. And there's us, whatever that is, it holds me here. Why is his accent bad? He's from know. Ireland. Yeah. What's uh, what's that holds me dear? Rosemary Muldoon. What's <laughs> what's his name? Jamie Dornan. Why is he in this? Yeah, he's a really good actor. He's also ugh, I don't know, man. He's actually Irish. Yeah. I did, I can't. That trailer looks like a like a false Ireland thing at the start. I have seen. I swear to God, there, there's that opening shot of, uh, the, Cliffs of, of the Cliffs of Mower. I've seen that shot. In yeah, like many Discover Ireland ads. It's the exact same what? shot. Lindsay Lohan's making a film in Ireland right now, and I, I've I've bumped into the recording of it twice uh because she oh, really? i was up at jace mountain in the wicklow mountains going for a walk with martin and then mm. we were about to go down and there's a woman in a high vis just fucking in the middle of nowhere up the mountains and was like oh where are you guys going and we're like going down here and then uh she's like oh okay because we're shooting a film and i was like oh what film are you shooting up here and she's like oh it's a new Lindsay lohan film and then i said do not even dare tell me i can't go there because these are my mountains and this <laughs> is my land <laughs> no Rosemary Muldoon. <laughs> no but then afterwards in town uh i was cycling homes from somewhere and i was going through temple bar and then it was all closed off mm. and then uh I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then someone was like, oh, it's the new Lindsay Lohan film. And I was like, I can't get away from this Jesus. woman. Lindsay, you're you should, everywhere. Lindsay, it's good though. She's got a comeback movie and it's going to be, obviously that film, that Wild Mountain Time, like I'd say it did so well. Like I'd mm. say it did incredibly well. Americans love that kind of PS, I love you, Wild Mountain Time. And it's a good one. If, if, it, if it brings Lindsay back into pop culture, I'd be happy because I think she's great. Mm, I don't care about her at all. You don't care about her at all. I think she's good because Mean Girls is such a good movie. Never seen it. Emer always tells me to watch it and I say, no, the, it, uh, it's good. It's a simply a good film. But what about, so to, just to, to in sum, yeah. Black Isle of Inish Free. <laughs> yeah. But she's of Inish Erin. Inish Erin. Is that interesting? Island of Ireland, like Inish Erin. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, it is. Yeah. That's a simple one. He's funny. I, I listened to an interview with Martin McDonough and like he, he's funny. Like the, the um, <laughs> like the intro music is, I think, like Bulgarian or something like that. The music mm. at the start of the film. 
And the person was like, that's not even Irish. And he's like, yeah, but you know, it kind of sounds Irish. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's kind of like, kind of, sometimes you just got to choose something that sounds kind of like it fits, you know, that's yeah, the way yeah, it works yeah. with the movies. And then like, you know, it is aired is literally just means like Island of Ireland or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, I bet he was just like, kind of sounds like Irish thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, is he, is he Irish? I don't know who he is. He's English. He's, but he, he's, he's very like, he must have Irish family and mm, he, um, mm. That's he's, cool. he's Irish English, or is that how it sounds? That sounds wrong, Irish English, but that's what he is. Hiberno mm. English? Irish English and maths. Yes. <laughs> Studied higher, higher Irish and English. Um, I think I'll go see that. I think I'll probably enjoy it. Okay, good. Know. Colin Farrell. You watch it and we'll find out what you think. Uh, Colin Farrell's fucking class. So is Brendan ah, Gleeson. He's so good. Yeah. He's brilliant. Um, But it's not that spooky. Uh, I know it's it has banshees. And banshees are probably the scariest of all the Irish things i think there i've seen so many japanese and korean movies about like japanese and korean folklore stuff that are so scary and so good and like they're not just like shitty like that film fucking shrooms or whatever that was made in the irish mountains or mm. it, it like uh, and they're so scary mm. and i think we've so much spooky folklore stuff yeah. going around like if they made a proper film about the banshee yeah it'd probably be really scary is that an untapped well of potential ireland's mythology yeah, there's yeah. some spooky mythology. I was doing a Wikipediaing of like old hags that live on cliffs all around Ireland, mm. and <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movies to be made centered around these hags. I um, <laughs> do you know, I was Wikipediaing uh, after we went to Nosferatu, and then you were doing some DJing in a pub in the fourth corner, very good pub. Mm. Did um, they actually sponsor this episode? Oh, did they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they gave us a pint each. Yeah, and um, and then I went home. And, you know, it was early enough and uh, I spent, I think, maybe the guts of an hour in bed on Stephen Hawking's Wikipedia because I really wanted to know how the, how the machine worked. Like, how did he communicate? Because I saw a clip of him on John Oliver mm. and I was like, there's no way he's talking back that fast. Like, I couldn't understand how they were, how his cheek was making him. And I was like, this is scripted. This must be scripted. And I was like looking it up and apparently he was way slow. He'd be doing like a word a minute. Mm. Wait, my... so it was scripted? Yeah, it was scripted, yeah. Wait, what are you talking about his cheek? He types with his cheeks. Yeah, that's how. That's the only... He had a cheek muscle, and that was how he kind of would, would do it. God. Could, yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought his hand worked. No, it I did, but typing. then in the 90s, but then slowly it got... Oh. It, it ended up just being a single cheek muscle. Mm. Um, And then they actually... It was really cool. They This is from the Wikipedia page. Is this mm -hmm. relevant? Should I stop talking about this? No, please. <laughs> People want to hear this. Well, basically, because of like predictive text and stuff like that, they had Intel, he worked with Intel, they got to the stage where he only had to in insert 10 to 20% of the words that he needed to. And that it, based off previous texts that he'd sent and stuff, they were mm. able to predict what he needed. So he ended up getting real fast towards the end. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Anyway, um, next Banshees to Pray. Banshees uh, to Pray, another forest dwelling spooky ah predator is not really spooky is he we're kind of we're kind of stretching it there yeah our two halloween movies are ones that are barely spooky but anyway i watched prey the latest installment in the predator franchise um did i review predator 2 on this i think i did yeah yeah i like that a lot but they're actually unfortunately that came out in the 80s hasn't been a good predator film since and then prey came out and this is what i thought of it Hello. i just watched prey the latest addition to the predator franchise um and it was pretty good 
Um, it, I thought because it was a Disney, Disney production, it would be kind of softened down a bit, but it was pretty violent and yeah, they didn't really hold back on any predatory elements of it. Um, the kind of change in this one, I guess the first one was in the jungle and then the second one was in um, the city. And then this one is like, well, there was loads of others in between, but they were just fucking dog shit. And then this one is like Native American kind of, what do you call that? What is there a word for that period of time? The Revenant period of time. I feel like I had the same issue when I reviewed The Revenant. But when there was like bear trappers over, like the, that's like this Native American tribe and then the predator for just like unexplained reasons lands in the middle of the forest and starts kind of killing animals and killing people and stuff. And then there's this lady who is in the tribe and she wants to be a hunter, but people tell her she can't be a hunter. And then she kind of has to like prove her worth. If she wants to be a hunter and then the predator presents a good opportunity for her to do that. And blah, blah, blah. Then like the kind of bear trappers get involved a bit and there's a bit of that. It's good. I kind of thought maybe it was a bit boring. Um, but I respected it as a new addition. You know what I mean? Like they didn't just make a new Predator film with like a higher budget that was just like military lads fighting the Predator. It was like a new approach. It was good. Like it seemed like it was well-intentioned. The person who made it, um, there was like attention to detail in shots. There were some throwbacks to the original film that were done in a tasteful way. Um, like I feel like the the person who made the film likes the Predator, unlike fucking like the Jurassic Park sequel, where I feel like the person who made them like hates the original movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was good. I wouldn't watch it again. I also had to watch it in three chunks over the course of a whole day. Um, which is kind of a bad sign because it's only an hour and 40 minutes long. But that's that's just how it goes. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I'd say if you were thinking about watching that, if you like Predator, watch it. It's pretty good. Like, yeah. as I said, I wasn't blown away by it, but it was good. I'd say it would be a good 7.5 out of 10. It was... Uh, 7.5, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say it was pretty good. 7 out of 10. Pretty pretty good yeah it was like you know it comanche wasn't... they say comanche warrior yeah what did i say native american same thing yeah 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 but just is that the period i don't know what the period i is. think it's called frontier times frontier times that's it that's what it's called isn't yeah. it yeah well i don't know what that means but yeah i know the frontier wow frontier um but yeah so yeah as i said it was like different it was like, I, th- I haven't even seen the last two Predator films, but they were very point of view. And even my dad said they were shit. And he, like, is a, like, he likes, I don't, <laughs> he likes some pretty bad stuff. Um, <laughs> it's bad taste, you mean? No, no, no. He just <laughs> has different tastes to me. But um, <laughs> he, uh, and they were just like military guys in the forest fighting the Predator. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point in making a new version of the film where it's just the same shit happening again? Yeah. Whereas this, they did change it up significantly. Okay. There was still like, like he still works in the same way. Like, you know, like the Predator will only fight people mm. who are armed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he kind of matches his, like, if, if you, if you only have an axe, because he, like, he likes fighting. Yeah. He, he won't just fucking blow your head off with a gun. He'll, like, fight you back with an okay, axe okay. because that's what he likes doing. Okay. So that's how they got him. Like, obviously, like, if the Predator, if the way he was kind of behaving in the first film, mm. he could just kind of come in and destroy all those Comanche people. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. But, but now there's a bit of, like, character to the Predator. 
Well, no, that was always his character. Like oh, he, really? he, he's a hunter and he goes around the, he goes around the universe, like collecting little totems and skulls and stuff. But is he, that it? Yeah. And he'll only oh. fight armed people. Really? Yeah. If oh, you, that's interesting. If you're unarmed, he won't touch you. That's so cool. Yeah. But just throw your shit away. I know. Yeah. That's kind of a thing that they never really address. But then maybe like the people generally who are armed are kind of like people who want to fight as well. They like fighting too. Yeah. Like Arnie yeah. in the first Predator. I'm not even sure if it's like people who are armed. I think it's people who are armed and like he'll, he'll go into a group and identify like the, the kind of alphas of the group. And then he'll be like, oh, that's the one I want to fucking hunt okay. down and get. Who do you so think like, is the alpha out of me and you? And me. Yeah. <laughs> me, 100%. Yeah, it's you. Um, so you'd be safe in the Predator, which is safe. good. Um, yeah. But I would have a bit of trouble, I think. I think you'd be in trouble because... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the alpha. You do rock climbing, and mm, mm. I'm too laid back. I think to be an alpha. Do you know that the whole alpha theory was completely debunked? What do you mean? So the, the alpha theory was done by a lad who analyzes wolves and wolves. Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. And he analyzes wolves, and he uh, found that there was always an alpha wolf in each group or whatever. And, uh, and he was, he wrote his papers and it was this thing. And then it kind of got into popular culture. And then like fucking Andrew Tate is talking about, well, there's new kind of ones. There's alphas, there's sigmas, there's betas. There's all these different ones. Mm-hmm. But, uh, your man who did that, basically he had been analyzing captured wolves that lived in captivity. And, uh, and then he realized that that wasn't the best way to analyze wolves. And he did the same studies, but on wolves in the wild. Yeah. And he found that this was not a feature of wolves in the wild. And it's, it's not something that naturally occurs in wolf packs they more act as like a football team um mm. where they work together but does it not happen with gorillas maybe it happens with gorillas yeah <laughs> i watched this documentary <laughs> called titus the gorilla king and it was about this gorilla who was like the king silverback yeah and uh and he and then there was kind of a power struggle where like his mate was then trying to become like the alpha and there was a bit of a divide and yeah. It's all very political. It's very oh, good. I okay, recommend okay. watching it. Well, the wolves, it doesn't. It, it, wolves, it doesn't. Do you think it happens but with people? I think it happens with podcast co-hosts. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but in this... So I'm a, I'm a, am I a soy boy beta cook? 100%. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, you're a soy boy beta. I saw some really beta funny man. videos on TikTok where it's like alphas giving alpha advice to other alphas like genuinely or yeah 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 they're like believing all this stuff and one of them one of them was like listen if you're an alpha and you're approaching another group what you need to do is identify the alpha within that group and introduce yourself this is a power move that the alpha will respect and you'll gain his respect as a fellow alpha so you're supposed to like go into a group identify who the alpha of the group is and then go hey what's going on my name is killian uh that's so funny and they'll just be like all oh, right i've clocked you this is another yeah, alpha yeah 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 it's so <laughs> funny oh man yeah. men get so insecure don't they they are yeah yeah incredibly <laughs> incredibly yeah oh the uh <laughs> the anyway so now back to prey, prey. Yeah. yeah so it was good and then it was cool actually another thing because it's called prey and he's the predator and then there was a bit where she she wanted to become a hunter and to do, oh, become a hunter whatever tribe or living structure she was in yeah you had to do this um rite of passage thing where you had to hunt a lion or you had to hunt something. Or like a ritual or yeah, 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 yeah. And initiation she, and then once you thing. do that you're kind of accepted and you get mm-hmm. you get something and she wants to do that 
Um, and then the rest of the family are like, you can't do it. You're a woman. You can't do it. And then yeah. she's like, oh, I want to do it. I want to hunt, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then there's a bit where she like sets out. She's like, I'm going to kill the predator because I want to do this thing and I want to kill him. Okay. And then it's kind of cool because then it's like he's hunting her, but she's also like, I want to fucking kill you as well. Oh, that's a cool dynamic. Yeah, yeah it was it was good. I liked it. Um, yeah, good movie. I, I had I, I was sick the day I watched it. And I, I remember you saying before it's quite hard to watch movies and stuff alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I find like, I find TV very hard to watch alone. Yeah. I can watch movies on my own, but I can't watch TV. I I just can't. I need mm. to be able to turn to someone and go, "That's mad that he did that, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can't go, "God, that's mad." Mm. They're doing that. They were. I didn't think they were going to do that. If I can't do that, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, no yeah. point. The uh, but yeah, it was good. I liked it. There were there were long stretches of just her walking around in the forest, um, just with her dog and like no dialogue. And it just wasn't the kind of movie that you can have long scenes like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in some movies, long, quiet scenes are okay. But in a Predator film, it's kind of like, ah, come on, let's 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 speed it up a bit. Yeah, you want some like, action. I want, I want some Predator back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tension. Mm, tension. Um, well, uh, we are going to move on to our final kind of horror movie of the week. And then maybe we can recommend some horror films for you guys to watch on this Halloween of days. Sure. Um, so the final film we're going to do is A Girl Walks Home Alone, which is a... At Night. At Night, uh, which is an Iranian film from mm-hmm. 2000 and I don't know 13 when. or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. I watched that film last night. Um, I'd heard a lot about it and I'd heard it was good. I've heard... what What's it got? What's it got reviews wise there? So if you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 96%. But as we know, that doesn't mean it's 96% good. It means 90 per 6. 96. 90 per 6. It means 90 per 6%. 96% of the reviews were positive. So Mm. it could be fucking loads and loads of three stars. Mm, You know, mm, it doesn't mm. mean that everyone's crazy about it. IMDb gives it a 6.9. That's okay. Mm. Amazon UK gives it a 4.3 out of 5. Jesus. Um, but what did Mark Byrne give it? I didn't re- I didn't do a voice note for this. Yeah, but uh, what did you what did you think of it? I thought it was fucking shit. Okay. <laughs> that is shit. No, I I, d- I dressed it up a bit to sound cool. I thought it I didn't think it was good at all. Um the premise is good. It's like it's set in a it's supposed to be set in Iran, but it was actually shot in California. Um, oh really? And it's all in Arabic, I guess, is the language they speak there. Is it? Arabic? Anyway, know. it's in, it's not in English. I don't think so. And uh and it's like this guy, his dad's a heroin addict. He ends up owing a load of money to a drug dealer. Jesus. Um he's the main character, and then he is just trying to get money to to pay off his dad's drug debt. And then there's just kind of a vampire. I'm sorry, but it's just uh it's just the name of the movie is a girl walks home alone at night and mm. your description of it features zero girls walking home alone at night no and i actually think the the title is quite cool in a way the way they called it that um so there's a there's just a there's just a woman in the film and she's a vampire okay. and it doesn't explain how she became a vampire and she also like it's it's i guess it's an interesting take because you see her like in her gaff like getting dressed and like you see her going home and like she has like a nice normal house mm. and she like puts on music and stuff and okay and then you see like her kind of 
Yeah, and then you see you're like getting dressed up for the night to go out and kind of do some blood sucking. This literally sounds like me. Oh, the blood sucking. Yeah, except for that bit. Yeah. But um, I think the title is interesting because it's like girl walks home alone at night and your automatic assumption is like, oh, danger, danger yeah. for the woman. But in this case, she's a vampire and she's walking home alone and she's actually the danger. So oh, I think nice. that's a cool thing where like your that's automatic cool. assumption is like woman's in danger, but that's, that's what I thought. Case. That's yeah, what I yeah. thought. But no. Um, so she kind of goes around, does a bit of blood sucking. She, um, but it, it was actually just really boring and really artsy and like she goes around on a skateboard i was kind of like why is she am i writing is it black and white yeah it's black and white mm-hmm. she skateboards around That's the cool. town it's not really cool because she wears like a big she wears a big black cloak like over her head and everything mm. and um i don't know if that's it yeah anyway the um a religious thing yeah i Maybe actually don't know if it is or isn't okay okay but wh- either way at night it's a big black flowy thing and it has a spooky look to it mm-hmm. um and she skateboards around wearing that and it's just a bit like oh this is a bit too that sounds cool it it, it is <laughs> cool but then i don't know there's loads of really long shots and also like it reminded me a bit of drive you know the way in drives people two people walk into a room and they just won't say anything and they look at each other yeah like in this real human being exactly <laughs> they there'd be lots of scenes where she'd like st- like stalk someone for ages mm-hmm and then the person she's stalking will notice and get get scared and turn around and look at her. Okay. And then just not say anything. I'm like, in this situation, you'd say like, yo, what 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 do you want? You yeah. wouldn't just turn around and say nothing. You say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, why are you following me around? Yeah. Because, you know, they don't know these vampires. Mm. So there's just a lot of not talking. And I'd be like, this situation okay. would be a lot easier resolved if they just spoke. There's lots of weird scenes of just two people sitting in a room, sitting in a car. Looking at each other. Sitting, looking at each other, not speaking. And it's kind of like, ugh. Come on. What's that Scarlett Johansson film set in Scotland called again? And Under the Skin. Under the Skin. It reminds me of Under the Skin, but bad. Yeah, it's kind of like Under the Skin, but not really at all. Ah! Oh, okay. No, it's not at all. It's not at all like that. In that, like, the main, that there's a woman in it and she... Is this weird freaky monster that uh, mm. takes people yeah. and fucks but them up? The Yeah, it was just boring and artsy. Okay. And it was black and white. The music mm-hmm. in it was a bit cringe. It was kind of like... It's kind of like loads of music that like, it was like LCD sound system associated music, which okay. I didn't want to hear that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. You know, it was like that kind of, you know, that kind of poppy indie shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots of that playing in spooky vampire film was like, ugh. and then, um, yeah, just not good. No. And I wanted okay. to like it. Yeah. When it first started, I was like, oh, this whole thing of like the heroin Dad addicted to heroin, drug dealer. Ooh, didn't expect this. Mm. Interesting storyline. How's he going to get the money? And then I was like, oh, that woman's a fucking vampire. This is interesting. And then just nothing happened. She sucked a few bloods. There was no real story. She had it. She, and then that was this. Okay. <laughs> she sucked a few bloods and that was it. Maybe that's all you want. But like, you know, starting with a vampire film, Nosferatu, and finishing on a vampire film, a girl walks home alone at night, a hundred years between the two of them. Uh, have we gotten any better? Making vampire movies in no, cinema. I think, think stuff climaxed with Blade and then that was it. And then everything went downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want more. I want more like, is there any other cool, like sexy techno vampires movies? I can't really. I don't. I think techno vampires is a pretty specific kind of calling card. I don't know if you can. I think Wesley Snipes kind of just took that. And I don't think he. But it like, makes sense. Yeah. You know? Like, why isn't there more? Because when you see all the techno vampires in Blade, you're like, oh. I yeah. think I think what happened was after Blade, vampires became emos, and vampires yeah. are emos now. So so a vampire is kind of like a, 
you know, like a guy who who's just really quiet and, and misunderstood and like, you know, like, oh, I sing like this. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what vampires do now. They're like pale skinned emo boys who dress in black. Whereas they used to like go they to They used clubs. to be like leather cloaks with swords and be like, you know, doing shots club. of blood and that kind of thing. Um, well, no, the think, vampires don't have swords. Blade does. Blade, Blade, yeah, yeah, yeah. The vampires don't have swords. No, yeah. But they used to be cool and now they're... Yeah, they'd wear like utility wear to the club yeah yeah now they're weak they're actually weak even weak. though they're be strong they're weak they have been alive for a long time would you say actually i think vampires have gone from being alphas to betas 100 percent. yeah couldn't agree more <laughs> couldn't agree more what other vampire films are there like i was kind of thinking like oh i wouldn't mind watching a vampire van helsing no don't even talk about <laughs> <laughs> what's the it's funny that van helsing is like this badass vampire killer mm. That is in the books and no one ever features him because they're like, he's just not interesting or yeah. something. No one ever features Van Helsing. I might watch Interview with a Vampire tonight. Interview with a Vampire. Seen yeah, and that's good. Interview with a Vampire too. I Someone told me this. Neil was, Jordan, Irish director. But apparently like it's Aaliyah, Queen of the Damned it's called. Oh. And she's like dead, but she's reawakened by the sound of new metal. She like hears a corn song or something and it revives her from the dead. And yeah. Then, I'm telling you, vampires are emos now. Um, Corn's not emo. Corn's like the most alpha band of all time. <laughs> yeah, I want a single say, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that, fuck that. <laughs> um, what about the Twilight films? Give them a watch, see what happens. We could start doing that. Watch the Twilight? Intentionally. Well, I suppose that's what you're, those those two other boys do. What's so great about Yeah. Watch. Intentionally watch films that they don't want to watch. Yeah. But, no, maybe we're not interested in that. Um... Uh, it's Halloween. Yeah. And there are millions of people around the world listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and saying, when are they going to recommend some horror movies for us to watch mm-hmm. on this very spooky of evenings? Yeah. So, Mark, could you please recommend some horror movies for our dear listeners let who uh, want to stick on a flick after this? Let me just pull up my, my letterbox account here. Oh, yeah. recently- what's your, if people want to follow you on letterbox, what's your letterbox? At PureSoil666. Very good. Yeah. Um... Yeah. The uh let me see, let me see, let me see. Diary. So I recently watched um fuck. God, I'm so like I I recently watched Alien and Alien 2. <laughs> like I'm such a <laughs> I don't I only watch like four films over and over again. Um Amityville Horror, good mm-hmm. nineteen seventy-nine, mm-hmm. set in New York. Well, yeah. upstate New York doesn't really count. Spooky haunted house film. I guess like one of the first real Maybe not the first real haunted house films, mm. but it's it's a real haunted house film. Okay, that was great. Nightmare on Elm Street. Did I review that last time? Yeah, we Fuck reviewed me. that last time. That was that's a good movie. Um, yeah. what what's other classics are there? Like real? Well, I mean, I I suppose um, films that I I recently got into horror and I've watched all the classics recently, and mm. I really like. I think the thing is brilliant. Alien is fantastic. Um and then the original Halloween. I think those are the three classics that you should just watch every year. I do feel stick like them on. The thing I must admit, yeah, I think I've watched it too many times. Okay, and now it just doesn't hit for me anymore. I still love it. I still think it's great, but I I couldn't see myself intentionally putting it on for a long time. Well, Terry Toner's not going to be happy about that. Well, um, Terry Toner's not happy about anything. I I kind of find. <laughs> <laughs> The, yeah. uh, I watched <laughs> <laughs> this season. I can hear him typing already. Yeah. Um. I like, uh, I recently watched Manhunter, I guess, because I feel like Hannibal Lecter is, mm. he's up there. Like, if you were to buy, if you were in HMV and there was one of those shitty posters that's like an oil painting of horror film characters, yeah. you see those kind of things, mm. you'd have like 
you'd have you'd have Hannibal Lecter in the poster mm-hmm. alongside like Jason Voorhees and all. Yeah. I recently watched Silent No. I recently watched Manhunter, mm-hmm. which is it's before Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal mm-hmm. and Red Dragon with Ray Fiennes. That is actually a remake of this movie, and I don't know. I I don't know if many people know about it, but it's fucking good. The Hannibal franchise is so confusing. I get mm. so confused. I don't know what to point. They don't because they don't go Hannibal one, Hannibal two, Hannibal three. The first one's Silence of the Lambs was the first one made. But that's why I was saying to you, like this film, this film, uh, Manhunter, Hannibal's in it, and it's played by Brian Cox, who plays Logan Roy in Succession. Yeah, um, looking all young and black haired, but uh, oh. Hannibal's an interesting character because he's like in Silence of the Lambs and Manhunter and I guess Red Dragon. He's not the main character of that film. He's no. not even the main antagonist. Mm. He's just like a reference point that they all. That's what I, I, uh, we were talking about that at this screening, and I remembered that um, Ant- Anthony Hopkins won, I think, Best Actor in Silence of the Lambs, and I think mm. he was only on the screen for eleven minutes. He has the record for the least amount of screen time for a Best Actor win. It's it's a cool thing to do though as a writer or whatever to like create like potentially a more memorable well yeah definitely more mm. memorable more like way more people talk about Hannibal than Buffalo Bill yeah in Silence of the Lambs even though Buffalo Bill is like the main baddie and Hannibal is just kind of the side baddie yeah well, and, well he's yeah. not really the side baddie but he no but way more people talk about Hannibal than they do about Clarice like hello Clarice like they talk about and even though she is by definitely the main char- main character. Um, yeah, that's a bit scabby that they gave him best actor, and like she was the lead actor. She got best. She got best actress. I think they both. Silence of the Lambs won all the big five. It won best film, uh, best director, best actor, best actress, and best screenplay. It won all five. Fuck. Yeah, it's one of the few films that's Wait, managed to do that. Do they separate best actor into into men and women? Yeah. What? I, yeah, yeah, they do. Not, it's not common to do that anymore. But the Oscars still still do it. Jesus. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Well, it's not like fucking. But like, why do they do that with acting and not with like editing? Like, it's like it doesn't really make sense. It's just another part of film. Best male director, best female director. It's just like it doesn't that's make sense. That's such a good point as well. Yeah, like what? It's also not like. Uh, yeah, that's fucking crazy. It's I weird. Never it's a weird about thing that. that they do. Do you know what a funny realization Emer had this morning was? What. We were watching something on YouTube. What were we watching? Doesn't matter. And uh, an ad for Call of Duty came on, mm. Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. And I just said to her, like, oh, are you excited about this to come out? And she was like, yeah, I can't wait to fucking kill those aliens. <laughs> and I said, like, there's no aliens in this game. And she's like, what? <laughs> I said, and she's like, what are you killing? And I was like, it's just army men killing other army men. And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, teenagers and kids are playing games where you just go around shooting other people and i was like yeah and she was really disgusted by it she's really? like what the fuck she's like that totally normalizes like military warfare and stuff and i was like that's actually has she never watched a movie and gone yeah when like someone does something badass but loads of people die yeah but i guess you can see what you know like if you're a kid and you're just blowing up army men you might become a bit desensitized to it the whole time yeah you know? maybe whereas if maybe. you're shooting aliens you know you're like fucking that's a philosophical discussion that we just simply do not have time for. Uh, um, <laughs> so uh, I think we're going to round it up and say happy spooky Halloween yeah. to everybody on this. Uh, what do you say? Penultimate? No, no. What do you say? What's the, what the first? first? The first installment of Popcorn Boys. The age of MK Ultra is over. The age of Popcorn Boys has just begun. Yeah. Uh, you can send us your thoughts on pop at popcorn boys at podcast with a Z at gmail.com. Oh, did you make that today? Popcorn boys pod. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do some production. Mm. Popcorn boys pod 
uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's boys with a Z. Okay, remember it's boys with a Z. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Um, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Uh, that's like a end like a phone call. But um, yeah, thank you for listening, and I hope you like the new format. The format's the same, but I hope you like the show. Yeah. And happy Halloween, and we love you. Well, I, that's a strong word. We respect you. Yeah, we respect you, even if you're not alphas.